Welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast, the show where we help you optimize your health, fitness, and mindset on a whole food plant-based lifestyle. My name is Maxim Seguin. I am a former triathlete, powerlifter, bodybuilder, and basketball player. I've been vegan for nine years. I've also been able to coach over 350 vegans from 20 different countries to completely transform their bodies and their health. I'm excited for you to listen to today's episode. Let's get into the show. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. Um, we have a very special guest today from, I would, say, I would say across the world, but you're pretty far from where I'm at. Yes. Uh, we have Sunny from UK. Sunny, how are you doing today? Yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's late over here, so hence the big time difference between London and California. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time to jump on the podcast, uh, even though it's like 9, was it like 9, 10 p.m. for you right now? Yes. Yes. 930. That's right. Yeah. It's not, it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, today I just, I want to bring you on the podcast and for the, for the people listening, Sunny's been with us for quite a few months now, um, and has been crushing her transformation. So I just want to get her to share a little bit of her experience, her journey, what has helped her, um, and how she overcame some of the, the bigger challenges. We have a cool basket and we have a cool story with the basket in her kitchen, which we'll, we'll dive into later. Um, but yeah, Sunny, I'm just curious, like for, for the people listening, a lot of people that listen to the podcast or look at the photos are like, this is fake, or this person has nothing else going on in their life where all they have to do is like work out and eat clean. And I'm like, well, <laughs> no, we work with real people. Like you have a lot going on. You have a long commute. You have a family, you know, Mike, your partner who's also in the program is super busy as well. And you're supporting him. And so we'd love to hear a little bit of like what you do and kind of what your lifestyle is, you know, having been in this program for a few months now. Yeah, so my yeah, my lifestyle's really busy. I you know, I work in financial services, like I'm a consultant essentially. So I look after a portfolio of clients and I'm also the head of our London office. So I'm I'm a partner in the organization. So, you know, I'm I guess it's, it's quite a serious job. I'm quite high up. I'm essentially responsible for the London office, um, for kind of 40 plus people that work for me directly, and then obviously my client portfolio. It's financial services. A lot of my clients are, are hedge funds and asset managers, and they're very, very demanding, right? So I guess in terms of the job, it's what we call, I guess, a, a highly demanding, high-intensity job. But it is mm -hmm. a sedentary job in the main because it's laptop-based, right? So my my life is dictated by my inbox and essentially what my clients want. And you know, on a day-to-day -day basis or on a week-on-week -week basis, I don't really know what I'm doing. Like I have lots of meetings, and obviously with the pandemic, it's lots of Zoom calls. So you're even more sitting down constantly um you know yeah. we've, we've also got a five-year-old daughter and then as you say mike my husband he he's a borderline professional golfer so that's also very busy so kind of between the two of us it's quite a busy schedule and like even some of my clients are, are us based and so you know so some of the work can get into the evenings as well so yes very busy and then kind of i live just outside of london so commuting into london during the pandemic was fine because obviously there's no mm -hmm. commute but actually interesting enough your your working day became longer because you started yeah. earlier and then everyone's yeah. kind of like oh you can do a meeting at 8 a.m because i know you're not commuting so we can do a zoom and then before <laughs> you know it you have like an 8 a.m 9 a.m 9 30 11 o'clock 11 30 and you you're just in back-to-back -back meetings all day right so that's that's what my days can look like so yeah definitely very busy in that respect um so exercise to me has always been like a just can't fit it in and mm -hmm. it's just not a prior it's just not a priority and I think also as someone who's not like I've never been like really overweight and I know when I did my first consultation with one of your team members you know he was a bit like what's your motivation and I was like to be honest I don't know why right? so it was it was a bit I, I, I don't know whether I kind of frustrated him on the call because he was a bit like because you know people come from and I said to him it's like I know people that really want body transformation and kind of you need that and I know we've talked about it you need that like negative drive potentially it's like you're unhappy mm. in your life or you're unhappy with your body you're unhappy with the way you look or you're unhappy with the way you feel but like like I'm an extroverted person so I get energy from the job that I do like I don't have tiredness or fatigue or energy issues I didn't have particular massive body image issues and so so there was a bit of like well what why are you doing this like what is it like yeah. what are you what are you looking to change 
and to be honest I think it was more just you know seeing your stories on Instagram and kind of more the vegan angle and the health angle right so there's there's obviously a lot of you know fitness coaches out there and fitness programs and they always really focus on you know obviously the body transformation thing or like the getting thinner or how to get your summer body or how to get your beach body and I'm I'm not that superficial a person it's not really what I'm into but your story was very different I remember even when we first chatted you know you said to me like a what you know what's made you follow me and what made you follow me on Instagram and I remember quite bluntly I said well because you're not one of these self-obsessed selfie dudes that's just like just I personally (laughs) find quite irritating and I was like you came from a different place which was actually quite interesting including your own personal story and like both on my side of the family and my side of the family everyone's died of cancer like literally just Mm -hmm. like all the grand like all the grandparents died young they died in their 50s early 60s like you know it's just just loads of you know one of my mom's best friends she had breast cancer she died like before she hit 50 and like her daughter's my best friend and that was like really hard so so all of that stuff kind of really spoke to me and then even now it's like my mum needs her knees replaced both of her knees you know she's 65 like Mike's dad had knee surgery he's 66 you know his mum's gonna need like hip repair. and these are all very fit people by the way like yeah. they're very active fit fit 60 year olds right none of them are overweight they ski you know they they're active and then so then I was a bit like okay this this health thing is a thing and then Mm -hmm. for me it was also like like my bones right so I was like it's fine being averagely slim but I knew I wasn't toned and I knew I didn't have muscle and then so I was like my knees are gonna go I I just know it because I can see it right I can see these people that are in my family that are kind of naturally lean and healthy, but all their knees are going. So, yeah. so then, and that was kind of more where I was coming from in terms of, okay, you know, I, I'm not into the gym and not, not into lifting weights, but just using kind of, you know, some research and a bit of your own common sense. I was like, okay, I clearly do need to build muscle just yeah. for, for, for health reasons, to be honest. So that's kind of where I came from in terms of doing it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that because it's a very rare thing. Like we said, like the original conversation, I think it was with Kyle potentially. Yeah. We, we look, we're looking at like a fat loss, right? So we have an idea of what journey we're about to take on. And you're like, yeah. we just want to be healthier. I'm like, oh, like we could do that, but like we can get the body somewhere too at the same time. And, yes. um, you know, so I'm really happy that you focus on the health aspect because it is a big part of why I do all of this. And I think that you've been able to see like great results from a health standpoint, but also yes. from like a physique standpoint, right? I remember, I think the first photo I remember you sending me was like you fitting in that, it was that black dress. You're like, hey, I haven't yes. fitted this in a long time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was even things like that. So it's kind of, you know, I didn't, I, I put on weight throughout the pregnancy, but it wasn't like one of those, oh, this is like pregnancy weight I'm trying to shift. Like I actually lost my pregnancy weight really quickly in the first few months of being on maternity leave because you're actually quite active during maternity leave but you're, you're constantly in the park you're constantly pushing a pram your your steps are like through the roof you know you you actually I also made time for myself in the evenings where I would like go to a spin class or I'd go into pilates like more from a mental health perspective but it's it's mm-hmm. you know it's exercise to kind of have space to your to yourself like you know away from yeah. Mike away from the away from the child so but then when I went back to work, interesting enough, I, I put on weight because I kind of went from being quite active in maternity to then just sitting at a desk all day again. Yeah. But my eating, my eating never changed. So I was never a person that like focused on eating. So I kind of conscious of what I eat, but I never calorie counted. You know, I never really paid attention to macros. I didn't really understand the concept of macros. Um and you just kind of have a rough idea of what you're eating and that it's generally healthy because I come from like a healthy, like my, my family's Taiwanese. So we come from this, like we eat lots of vegetables and it's all very fresh because it's just part of the culture. And like, you know, the family yeah. always cooks. So we've always cooked at home and there's not much eating out, but yeah. it, it was more just, yeah, generally just not being aware of a lot of the things that you then still taught me, you know, like when you think, oh, like, yeah, you're quite healthy, especially I guess compared to society and I guess the societal benchmark at the moment is quite terrible 
Yeah. So then you feel, you, you, yeah. So you feel like, no, I'm one of the, I'm one of the like really healthy people. Like I'm like vegetarian and you know, all of this and I cook all my own food and we don't, we don't really have many takeouts and you know, and we're raising our daughter to eat healthy. And then, yeah. So, so it's interesting to still, you can always learn more, right? You can always improve. So that, that was definitely interesting as well as part of the program. Yeah. Well, I, I want to kind of dive into both aspects, like the training and nutrition part. Um, let's yeah. do nutrition since we're already there. So you mentioned like you, you, you felt and like you were eating healthy before. Um, so a few questions first, like how long have you been vegan and what was the difference in nutrition that you saw from before joining the program where you were considering yourself eating healthy and the difference now? Yeah. So I think vegan, I, I wasn't, inconsistent vegan right so kind of predominantly vegetarian but and I know we talked about like my vices right as like the croissant in the morning mm -hmm. so it just becomes like a habit right so I on my way to work I'd grab a coffee and I have a croissant and the croissant's not vegan and then as I got more into understanding macros even before I started your program I I was like I, I can't get the protein so I was eating eggs you know so it's like kind of choosing vegetarian things to mm -hmm. get the protein because I didn't like having two shakes a day that then basically yeah. became like five, 600 calories. And then because I wasn't necessarily eating loads and because I wasn't active, I kind of knew my maintenance calorie was quite low. So if you have yeah. two protein shakes, you're basically left with just eating a thousand calories of normal food. And that's, yeah. that's rubbish. <laughs> that's really <Yeah>. rubbish. <laughs> that's not a lot. So then you're like, so you, you're not a good vegan because then mm -hmm. you're like, well, I have a couple of eggs, gives me some protein. You know, you maybe have some cheese, gives you some protein. So, so in that respect, it was kind of still like, what I considered generally healthy, but more like, you know, 80% vegan. And then 20% of the time you'd be like justifying eating certain things because you think, well, at least this gives me some protein instead of just eating carbs. Yeah. So I think there was definitely a lot of education on the nutritional side. And then I definitely had still some habits where like I had a sweet tooth basically in some respects. So I'd have like, like I'd have vegan chocolate, like dark chocolate, but, but I would also have the occasional cake that is totally not vegan. Cause I know there's like some butter and egg in there. So, but yeah. I would not, not be very strict about it. I'd just be like, well, I really fancy a cake. So I'm going to have a cake. And that's, yeah. yeah. So it was that, that kind of stuff that, now it doesn't exist anymore, which is very weird. <laughs> so, so yeah. In, in terms of, of composition, so since being with me, you're basically fully vegan. So what's been yes. the difference in terms of, of composition of your food, like protein, carbs, and fat, and how you're viewing and approaching nutrition versus like what you just shared from before? So way more tofu, which is interesting. So even as a kind of person with an Asian Taiwanese background, we always had tofu in our diet anyway but I didn't realize like how much more tofu we could eat and how mm -hmm. that just was, wasn't a big deal. It's kind yeah. of, and now you just have, you just have loads of tofu and it's, it's really nice and it's fine. And it's so easy to put into your, into your, you know, your cooking and kind of your habits and also using the protein powder differently. Right. So adding it to the, to the oats and adding it to pancakes. So you're not just drinking a shake and then going, Oh, drinking another shake really can't be asked to drink a shake. You're yeah. like, Oh no, I'm having pancakes with my daughter, but they've got protein in it. So I remember, you know, even when we went on the ski trip, I just like cooked loads of protein pancakes because we were in yeah. France and it's the worst country for vegans, but yeah. we just had backpacks full of protein pancakes and we just have that for lunch. Right. And the wraps. And so so those things really changed where like, I think in the past, Mike and I have compromised on being vegan because we didn't know the skills and the tools to still stay vegan, even when we were out and about, like, like yeah. on a ski trip, that kind of stuff. And then I think the other biggest thing is oil. So again, as Asian person, you do like so stir fries and you're like oh this is super healthy I'm frying up some veg and some tofu you know I have a bit of rice super healthy meal and then your meal plan was like basically just no oil <laughs> and I was <laughs> like I was like okay like and then you you realize I'm quite a heavy oil user 
Yeah. And like my, my, my grocery shopping list has changed, right? So we used to buy not like loads of oil, but we get through oil because you're having a stir fry every night and you're yeah. using a teaspoon, you're using a teaspoon, like not a teaspoon, a tablespoon of oil every night. Yeah. That's gone. Right. So yeah. we, I, calories add I don't, up quickly with that. And you just, and again, it's one of those points that I just, I don't know why I didn't count oil as a calorie thing, but it's, it's pure fat. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like, like just, <laughs> people treat oil as if it's water when they're cooking. Right. They're just like, let's just put more. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. And it's even things like, I used to make this aubergine dish. It has so much oil in it because aubergine is just annoying to cook. Yeah. And now I, I don't buy aubergines anymore because of that. Because I'm just like, yeah. actually, it's, it's just too much oil. It's just a, it's an annoying vegetable to cook yeah. in, in terms yeah. of like in terms of oil usage. So it, yeah. it's, it's those things. It's definitely changed a lot in terms of the way my cupboard looks, the way I shop, the way I now cook, and just realizing you can use water for so many things and you just don't need to use oil at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, use, you definitely use water to cook instead of oil. Yeah. Because like I said, a lot of people treat oil as if it was water and they just don't think that it counts. But like several hundred calories per tablespoon, yeah. per yeah. meal, right? Per yeah. day. That's a lot. That's, that's lot. several thousand extra calories per week. Um, right. So yeah, it does compound big time, even though you're eating vegetables and you're stir fry. Like if there's right. still like a negative effect of being having that much calorie. Um, definitely yeah you talked about having loads of tofu and i just want to mention this because we have new people listening to the podcast that are not in the program so it's beneficial for you it's cancer preventative it helps to strengthen your bone it's really good for your body so don't freak out if you hear soy right soy is good for you (laughs) um and so yeah from nutrition everything shifted did you see any impact on your family and your kid obviously like mike is in the program now he wasn't before yes but did you see any impact in your family in terms of how you change your nutrition yeah, I mean, I guess Mike's a prime example, right? So I joined the program. He watched me do it for two months. And then he was like, whoa, like, you know, he really saw my body change. And even though I joined the program and I was a bit like, I don't know, it's like I felt like you get to an age and you just accept the body for what it is. And mm-hmm. especially because I, I didn't come from this place of being super unhappy, right? So I was like, you know, I wear size 28 jeans. I'm very solid. I know my size. I'm happy with my size. That's That's all good. And I think I also got to a place where I was just like, I just don't think my body's going to, I couldn't see how, because obviously in my head, I was like, I eat healthy. I know I could be more active, but actually I don't have the time because in my head you have this, you're like, I need to do an hour of cardio a day. And then I need to do strength training and I'm not going to fit it in. I'm not going to compromise, you know, time with my family to do this stuff just to drop a size and close it's like yeah. in my head I was like the cost benefit analysis in terms of my overall happiness no like I'm just yeah. you know I'm just not like exercise is like just not important in terms of things that make me happy in life and so I joined your program for kind of health reasons but my body changed a lot and then so mm-hmm. Mike saw that and he joined the program <laughs> so yeah. right so that's like so he was like who is this guy what is going on like we need to like and so he had a chat with you and so telling him talking about impact on the family I think getting my husband to join is like that's the impact on the family um with my daughter and I know we had this conversation we make her eat really healthily mm-hmm. but then I didn't right so it's like yeah. things she's not allowed to have I will put it in my mouth so then it's kind of like so so then it's like okay if she's not allowed to have it then why am I having it right so so and I remember having that conversation with you where you were like well you you got to treat it the same so think about like why are you not letting her have it it's like yes that's the point it's such a (laughs) common thing amongst parents that are like because you can't eat this but then they turn around it's in the cover really high so the kids can't have it but it's for them yeah, well, you know, actually, let's dive into that basket. The secret the, the basket. Baskets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I had a secret basket because obviously my daughter's not allowed to have certain things. And the basket used to be in the top shelf at the back of the cupboard. And it would just have like random bits of chocolate in there, you know, maybe some like unhealthy, buttery, non-vegan biscuits or like snacks that people bring. And then you you put it in the basket, right? So it's kind of like, oh, people brought some chocolate or they brought some sweets didn't finish it the guests didn't finish eating it it goes in the basket and then 
every so often because you're working or you're bored, you're not actually hungry, but it's like a form of pleasure, right? So it's like Mm -hmm. a pleasure sensation in your mouth in terms of the taste. You, well, I say you, I go into the basket <laughs> and grab something, something random that's in the basket. And to be honest, like if I actually took a breath and like thought about it, I probably don't really want to eat it. Like I'm not hungry, right? So that's no, but you just, you just want to like feel that sensation like of the yeah. taste. And I, and I used to say to Mike, like if they invented like a zero calorie sweet that just tasted like chocolate, I would just have it in my mouth, <laughs> just, you know, just, it's, it's more that. Yeah. Um, and then you make me throw it away. So yeah, so yeah. that's the story of the yes. We were on one of our check-in calls. I was like, just throw it away. You don't need it. It's not serving you. And on the, yeah, on the Zoom call, she went and grabbed the basket, threw it in the garbage. Made me really happy. And it hasn't been it's- filled up since, right? I can prove it. It's empty. Yeah. No, I, it's- believe, and- I believe it. How many months? That was several months ago, though. Several months ago, yeah, this must have been like three months ago or so. Yeah, yeah, several yeah. months ago. And and now, and I remember I told you a few weeks ago, Mike's mum bought us some vegan fudge, mm-hmm. and I threw it in the bin. In the past, it would have got in, in. In the past, it would have gone into the basket, and I would have eaten it over the space of maybe a couple of weeks. Right, so I'm not like a binge eater, but I will eat it. Yeah, just snack know, on over, it constantly. Yeah, yeah if it's there but I, I just threw it in the bin and then Mike was away on um on a golf competition and he came back and he was like "Ooh, do you still have that vegan fudge <laughs> I was like no it's in the bin <laughs> <laughs> and he was like oh wow he's like wow you've changed I was like I know I've changed yeah. <laughs> well actually I, th- I think this is a great transition to like you changing moving to the workout component because yes. you mentioned before like again too busy to work out you would basically do a lot of cardio when you could exercise and Mm. um, I remember you texting me a few times like I can't believe that like I work out and that like I like working out and I feel bad if I miss a workout so what was that what was that big shift for you that took place because you definitely weren't strength training and it definitely wasn't something you're like oh my god I look forward to this no not at all like I always like and I know this is going to sound horrible for people listening who really like the gym. And Mike remembered this because he tried to make me go to the gym, you know, years ago and stuff. And, and he's more of a gym person. I've always hated the gym. And I know I'm being like very generalist and quite horrible, but I've also just on balance hated everyone that's in the gym. <laughs> so I know this sounds really horrible, but it's just like, you know, I, and I think in some respects, I'm the horrible, judgy person. But I used to go to the gym and just be like, oh, you people, you're, you're all just really annoying. Like, you're all just quite <laughs> annoying people. <laughs> and I don't know whether it's like, you know, obviously you get people that seriously work and they do it for health reasons. And like, again, maybe this is me making a bit of a broader statement on society as to like the types of people you sometimes get in the gym at certain mm-hmm. times of the day. Yeah. And it just made me feel like you're all very like, superficial and you care about your looks too much and this is not a healthy thing this is not a healthy thing that's happening to society like Instagram in general is becoming a very unhealthy space and and I think Mm -hmm. I have that kind of mentality around it which then also and I think you and I talked about like my rebellious nature so my rebellious nature is also then I'm not doing this gym thing because these people are just all like you know this is not a good thing to be doing and I think so I always came from a place of like I don't like doing exercise for exercise sake. It, it's, you know, it's just to look good. And what's the point in looking good, right? That's not mm-hmm. the way I think like human beings should be from a mental health perspective, blah, blah, blah. But so I really thought that I would really struggle with the exercise. I thought the nutrition would be easy, which turned mm-hmm. out to be hard. And yeah, I thought the, the ex- complete opposite. I thought the exercise would be hard, which turned out to be easy. And I do think there's there's several things that play into that. So one of it is that I'm very, very privileged and lucky that we have a home gym. Yeah. So that makes a huge difference, right? I was so say, having a home people at the gym is just Mike there. So it's just you two guys. It's just Mike there. And don't yeah. get me wrong, when he starts grunting, I don't like him either. So, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we've had this when we exercise together and he starts grunting. I'm just like, you need to get out of my space. <laughs> this is yeah. too much. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I'm very lucky have the home gym, which means that even when I'm working from home, 
I could go and do the workout in between client meetings. But if I was mm -hmm. working from home, I was having loads of Zoom meetings and I'd be like, oh, I've got this two hour gap. I don't have a client meeting. I could just go and do it. But then actually I got into this routine of just doing it after my daughter went to bed. Mm -hmm. And I think because I genuinely have good energy, I like doing the workout in the evening. And I think I like it as a separation between kind of working, doing kind of seeing my daughter and her going to bed and me unwinding. And I think the, the exercise piece is like a really nice kind of thing to do at the end of the day for me personally. Like I know there's people that like working on the first thing of the day. For me personally, end of the day was like a really nice cutoff yeah. to like, this is the day done. Like this yeah. is work done. And especially when you're working from home and like kind of shutting the laptop and then going into the home gym and being like, you know, it, it kind of closes the chapter on it a little bit. And yeah. I also liked doing it in the evening because when you have a child, it's not like you can go out all the time, right? It's not like, you know, when you're in your twenties and you're just like, oh, it's going to see some mates or you pop out and you can be spontaneous and go out. Like you're always at home. So then you're kind of always watching TV in the evenings. Yeah. So I also said to Mike, it's like, okay, so what, what do we do? Right? Obviously we catch up, we have couples time, we chat, but then you watch TV yeah. and then you go to, and then you go to bed. So then it's like, well, instead of watching TV, I will do the exercise. Yeah. And obviously overall, that is a healthier thing to do and it makes you feel better. Surprisingly, I didn't mind the exercise. I didn't mind it when it was hard. I didn't mind it. No, that's not true. There's, there's definitely points when I really hated it. Uh, but I, I got those messages. <laughs> yes, you got those. Like when you added the fifth set, I was yeah. like, what is with this guy? <laughs> like, why, <laughs> why has he added a fifth set? Like, that is just not nice. It's just, yeah. Hey, your body progressed really well. Like your body composition improved by a lot. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so it worked. Yeah. So I found, I don't know, I weirdly found the mental strength and stamina to do the exercises, like maybe because it's kind of like a challenge, maybe because you have to finish it. And I don't know, my personality is to finish things. So yeah, I just, I just did it. Yeah. It's interesting. And so in terms of like new things that you've acquired since like new habits that you've acquired since starting, have you noticed that other things shifted just besides your nutrition and your training? Yeah, definitely kind of um, just not compromising on things because you're out or because you're seeing friends. Like I remember messaging you saying we were going to a friend's house, they were all having dinner and I made a couple of lunch, like lunch boxes for me and Mike. And mm -hmm. I think it's getting over that kind of, you know, societal thing or like this feeling of like, oh, you're going to be that annoying vegan and tell people like, sorry, we're not going to eat your food and like going to be all difficult and actually just getting over it. And then mm -hmm. realizing that your friends are super supportive and they're also super curious and interested in what you're doing. You know, we're all very mature people and obviously we surround ourselves with like-minded friends. So, you yeah. know, so it's kind of like, I guess if your friends were to be kind of having a dig at you or not being supportive, then the question would be, well, why are you friends with those people? So I think it was just kind of, you know, not feeling like, oh, am I going to offend my friend? Cause I'm going to say to her, oh, I know you're making dinner for everyone, but I'm not going to eat it and I'm yeah. going to bring my own. And th that, that was completely fine. And so people now, they just know, right? So they just know, oh, actually, Mike and Sunny, they're either going to eat before they come and see us or they're going to bring their own food. And everyone's yeah. really chill about it. Everyone's super chilled about it. It's, it's not a thing. And I think that's, that's a huge change in terms of habits and attitude and what, what we do. Yeah. You know, well, with, with, yeah. I love hearing that because definitely it is, a big part is surrounding yourself with the right people and it is hard. And it's once you start making those changes for you to better yourself that you notice if you have the right people around you. Yes. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. And I think for us, cause we don't drink alcohol, right? I mean, don't like we used to drink in our twenties, yeah. but it got to a point where with Mike's golf and then like also like partly my Asian gene, I actually think I'm genuinely allergic to it. Um, so we just don't drink. So even with the alcohol thing, so we haven't drank alcohol in years and years. So our friends already got used to that. So they were already yeah. like, oh yeah, these guys, these guys don't drink. And then, so it was, I think maybe in some respects easier to then say, look guys, actually we, we now also eat this way. 
So, yeah. so everyone's like, yeah, cool. Look, you don't drink, you know, you eat this way. That's fine. You know, we support it. It's, yeah. Yeah. So that's, it's good. That's definitely one of the, I think the bigger challenges that a lot of people encounter in their transformation is they were living a certain way, which wasn't considered like eating healthy and being active. And they had the group to go with that. And now that they're mm-hmm. trying to change who they are, they're still attached to that old group. And then when yeah. they come to like, hey, we brought our own food, then they get made fun of, right? Right. So like definitely yeah. changing the group that you associate, associate yourself with as you level up in your own journey. Because I think that's the biggest thing. I think a lot of people, and like for you, for you and Mike, I think you're just very high performers in life in the work that you do and on like a health mm-hmm. level. And so when you go to the next level, and I'm sure you guys have experienced that as well, there was a group that you were associated with before. And as you went up yep. a level, some of those people got dropped off, some stayed. But then the majority of the time when you continue going up in those new groups and those new levels, like a lot of people change because you don't want to stay attached to the old version of you, basically. And I think that's yep. what makes it challenging is people want to stay with that group, even though they have the internal desire to grow. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And we've definitely seen that, you know, and happens is like, you know, groups change when you have kids, right? Because mm-hmm. then some of your friends that, that don't have kids and are still living that single life, you, yeah. you don't see them as much because their lives are so different, right? Because they're still going out, they're still drinking loads, you know, they're still partying loads. And so, yeah, you make new friends, you, you make new friends that are, like you say, kind of, you know, even socioeconomically in, in the more yeah. similar circle from a you know, through the school, through the parents, and then even fitness-wise and health-wise as well. Like we have generally quite a healthy group of friends. Like you know, no one in our group of friends is is obese, to be honest. Like yeah. really, no one is. So that's, and I'm sure that's not by coincidence. It's not like it's active selection, but I think it naturally happens, like right? This, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You you attract who you are and who you become. And that's, again, that's a challenge as you grow, you're going to start attracting new people. And then you're presented yeah. with that option of like, do we change? Basically, do we change the group that, that we're associated with? I mean, definitely having kids um, would do that just naturally. Yeah. Right? Lifestyle changes a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so actually talking about having a kid, like you have like an amazing career. Yeah. You know, Mike, who is super busy, you guys have an awesome relationship. Mike travels a lot because I create his plan for when he travels, <laughs> he <does> travel a lot, <laughs> and, you know, being a mom. And so how do you navigate you taking the time to do this for you? Because I feel like the main thing I hear from parents and mom specifically is I need to put my kids first. So therefore I don't have time to work out and eat healthy, which to me sounds very counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. And that should mm-hmm. be the reason why you should do it. But I want mm-hmm. to know, like, how how have you handled that? Or has it even been something that you had to confront? Yeah, so it's, it's interesting because I'm, um, and I don't want to get into parenting because parenting is like a whole other topic and kind of worms. Yeah. But but I, I researched parenting extensively and parenting to me is a very, very serious job, especially mm-hmm. in today's society and in, in against the backdrop of some of the stuff I've just talked about, right? Like the kind of body image stuff and Instagram and whatever. I don't believe in the parenting by instinct. I I personally think everyone needs to do like a crash course, like honestly, like a crash course degree on parenting, because I Mm -hmm. think it's that important. And when you do that, like through listening to some podcasts or science-based and brain-based, you know, kind of scientific research on how to parent, one of the key things they tell you is, you've got to look after yourself first, right? So, and that probably goes hand in hand with that Mike and I have consciously chosen to only have one child. We have also consciously chosen to pursue what we do despite having had a child, right? So he's doing the golf, I'm doing my career and we are trying to actively model to our daughter that we take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And in some respects, she is very important and obviously we show her unconditional love and she knows we're always here for her but we are very much pushing her to have her own life and we're also trying to get her to understand that we have our own lives because don't get me wrong by the time she's like a teenager she's gonna go bye guys right So, (laughs) so so if mike and i just focus our full attention on her by the time she goes bye guys we're probably going to look at each other and go oh who are you divorce or like yeah. you know it's, it's it's all of that stuff right or like it's 
so, and I know a lot of people won't agree with me on this, but that is the way we parent is that we teach her kind of, even things like consent and, you know, the kind of self-respect for yourself, your self-worth for yourself. So she knows, like I will say to her, I don't have time for you right now because I need to do this for me. Like mm -hmm. there's, there's times when she delays with her bedtime, yeah. I will say to her, I'm going to go and do my exercise. It's 7.30. I'm going to do my exercise. I will read your story and put you to bed. But when it gets to 7.30, I'm doing my exercise and you can take yourself upstairs. So she knows. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really important for me to say to her, you know, this is my time. Yeah. And, you know, you're, you're supposed to be in bed. And so that's, so it hasn't been an issue, to be honest, to fit it in because we're trying to teach her that. And we're trying to teach her that we look after ourselves and we prioritize ourselves so that she will prioritize herself when she yeah. grows up. Like, I don't want to raise her in a way where she will compromise herself for other people. And I can't yeah. teach her that, especially as a woman, unless I show her that I don't compromise myself. Yeah. So it's, it's quite You're subtle. Leading by example, basically. Yeah. Yeah, based trying to, right? Because I can't preach something that she doesn't observe me doing, right? So if she observes me being so tired and I'm always doing everything for everyone and I don't look after myself, and then I say yeah. to her, Oh, you need to do this for yourself. And she'll go, well, What are you doing? Yeah. When she's a teenager, she will for sure, right? <laughs> she'll yeah. be yeah. like, <laughs> what? Yeah. So, so it, uh, it's, it's that stuff. I, I like that because definitely actions speak louder than words because you can tell. And I, when I was personal training, like in person, like before COVID and all that, when you're, um, I was training, actually one of our members, uh, Bobo, who's still in the program. I don't she listen to the podcast, but her daughter would come and train with us and do the mm. animal flows and the warm ups. And, you know, you can tell your kid like, oh, go outside and play. But if they see you sitting on the couch, watching TV and eating chips, right? Like yeah. what they see will be a lot more imprinted in their mind than what you're telling them. And so for yeah. Bobo, for her, for her daughter to see her be, she would like, she would come, she would do push-ups with us and she'd do animal flows. And I was like, that's so cute because you're literally leading by example. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think I've sent you pictures of my daughter, like in a massive yeah. Cinderella dress doing like doing press. the weights. Yeah yeah. 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 And she did it on holiday, right? So we went on holiday and she came to the gym with us and she was yeah. using the gym machines and stuff because we said to her, you can go to kids club or you can come to the gym, but we're going to the gym, but you have a choice. Yeah. And there were days when she went, oh, I'll go to kids club. And there were days when she went, oh, I'll come to the gym. And then she'd yeah. be like, oh, this is so boring. And I'd be like, well, you had the choice to go to kids club, but we're, we're still doing this. You know, like, yeah. don't care what you want. We're still doing this. So, yeah. 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 That's awesome. Well, I love it. It's a great, it's a great thing to lead by example. Cause again, for, for parents, that's a big one is yeah. I don't have time for me. I'm putting all my attention on my kid. And again, I'm not speaking from experience because I obviously don't have kids. I'm speaking from having trained probably over yeah. 200 parents at this point, but it's, that's the main thing I hear is I don't have time to put myself first. I have to put themselves first and therefore just leading by words and not by actions. And I don't think that makes as deep of as an imprint in their mind versus you yes. actually doing it. Yeah. 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 Agreed. It's interesting because for me, and I'm on my second husband. So for me, it wasn't the child. It was the, if I spend my evening exercising, I'm not spending time with Mike. So that yeah. used to be my hang up. So that used to be my mental block. Yeah. But luckily, he is very much like, well, I'd much rather you do your exercise and we yeah. spend quality time together than quantity of time together. So, you know, and like, obviously everyone brings in their own like personal baggage or trauma or whatever. And mine was definitely from like, <laughs> so mine was like, oh, I had a divorce because I completely neglected my husband and focused on my career, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, no, with Mike, I need, we need to spend time together. It's like, we have a child, we're busy in the day. So I was always like, my our evenings, we have to spend time together. I cannot be doing the gym. This is our, you know, and I was like, we'll get divorced if we don't spend time together. <laughs> So that's my like crazy trauma that I've brought into the relationship. But he would just be like, no, okay, do, do you exercise? I'll do my golf training. I'll do, you know, like, so, so that's been great because he's really supportive in that sense. And so he's really pushed me to be like, no, do you exercise? It's the evening time. We see each other loads, like just go over it. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. I, I like that. Cause that's such a, 
an example that's applicable to everything, right? Like you, you can work for 10 hours and be really scattered and not be productive, or you can do mm-hmm. two hours of work and get the same amount done that you were in 10 hours. Just like you can spend five hours with your partner, but if you're watching Netflix on your phone and your iPad, right. you just, what, did you spend like an hour of quality time together? It's better to just spend exactly. an hour of quality time and just have quality hours of whatever you're doing instead of just wasted chunks of time. Exactly. Together. Yeah, exactly. And then if you actually look at it that way, because then when we sat down, we're like, right, so she's in bed by 7.30. We go to bed at 10. That's a lot oh. of time, yeah. especially when you're stuck, especially when you're stuck in the house because you have a child sleeping upstairs, you're not going anywhere. So then yeah. you're like, oh, actually the 45 minute or an hour of exercise is not a big deal. You're like, I'm done by 8.30. Yeah. Right? You so every, an hour and a half. Loads of time to catch up and chat and then still watch a program, you know, so yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's not an issue. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm happy we talked about that. I never deviate towards like relationship and like quality time together. I, was, I like it. <laughs> no, it's important. It's yeah. I yeah. think it's I, important. Um, I, I love, I'm curious to know, like, just like going back a little bit when you, when we first started chatting and you started the program, was there any hesitancy or fears or doubts of doing this online? Have you ever worked with a person uh, coach online before? I had I went through a phase of having a personal trainer doing Zoom. Yeah. And you know, they kind of tell you what to do. And because we have the home gym, so he'd be like, yeah. Oh, use the cable machine, do this, do this many reps. That was fine, but I found that challenging because I had to schedule time in. And because of yeah. the way that my diary is, I would constantly cancel. Yeah. So so the reason I liked your program is because it gave me the flexibility I needed. Yeah. And also you were super annoying and holding me accountable. Right. So, <laughs> so, Definitely. so yeah. So I think that was like the hi Sunny, have you done your workout today? It's like, oh, okay. It's, you know, in the beginning, you're like, okay, right, you know, I'm not gonna lie to him. So yes, I need to do my workout. I, I'll do my workout. So so that is definitely harder than just canceling a PT session. So yeah. I think in some respects, the online thing, I really didn't have any concern, especially in today's society, right? And especially after yeah. pandemic, it's like, you, you realize you can do your job online. So I think, you know, everything like instant messaging and, you know, online meetings, that's, that's all absolutely fine. And having someone message you or leave your voice notes saying, have you done your workout? And then it's, it's quite rude to not respond, right? So you have to be like, okay, fella, I guess I'm about to do my workout and, you know, and send, and send me a picture to prove it. Or like, yeah. okay, I'll send a picture Need to prove it. that accountability, yeah. <laughs> so that, that made a huge difference until it obviously then shifts into a habit. And then yeah. you're like, oh no, this is, this is not my habit. This is what I'm now doing. Whereas I think in the first couple of months, it was like, oh my God, he's actually messaging me every day. Okay, cool. I need to, I actually need to do this. So, so no, I think the online thing in that respect wasn't an issue at all because you're so on it and, and checking in and making sure yeah. that, that it happens, right? That, you know, the person is doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I think the weekly check-in form is, is really good as well in that respect mm-hmm. because even if you have a week where you know okay maybe we didn't message each other because I was traveling or whatever you still have that weekly check-in form where you take at least five minutes to yourself and reflect on the week and you reflect on your own performance and think oh okay this is what's happened this week yeah so I think that's that's good yeah, yeah. Um- Oh, sorry, go ahead. My, so my doubt was, and I know we talked about this, I honestly didn't think my body would change. So yeah. I was like, I know I'm going to get more healthy because I know the food stuff is, is massive and I know I'm going to get more healthy. And I was like, and I know I'm going to build some muscle because I'm obviously doing exercise, but I genuinely didn't think my body was going to change. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just, I just felt like, you know, like you're of a certain age, this, this is it, your body is stuck and you know that's so my body actually changing was just yeah it was like oh my god my body's actually changing so that was really weird and still is right even now in the reverse dieting phase I'm like I've never had abs it's like even Mike was like poking them going oh my god what is this (laughs) (laughs) yeah your your body changed a lot like again like for you was like a real body a shift in body composition so I always 
for people listening for you, like should body composition is under 10 pounds of fat loss above that. It's more of like a fat loss. So like the more you lost, when we looked at your graph, it's like seven pounds. I think that you lost. Mm. And then from there, then you start to get more definition in your shoulders, more definition in your back and in your arms, you're fitting in some of your clothes, right? Like that dress. Mm. And now that we were, we are reverse dieting. We're not done yet. You had 1900 calories, right? Mm. And mm. weight is still stable on average, yeah. but you're yeah. more defined as we're increasing the food. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was like, even like last week I was doing my exercises and then I, I pointed at my shoulders to Mike and I was like, oh my God, it's like, I've got wings. What are these? And he's just like, <laughs> it's muscles. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so it's just little thing. You know, when you're so used to your body being quite soft, it's yeah. like you're, you're, you're slim, but you're soft and you like, you have yeah. your womanly wobbles and whatever. And it's like, like, I remember messaging you and saying, my bum's lifted. Like, I honestly yeah. never thought it would lift. It's like, it's, it's lifted. It's like, it's up. Like, like, I see it's up and like my underwear is falling off me. And it's just, yeah. So all that stuff, I honestly didn't think was going to happen. So, yeah. So that's quite, that's the fun bit because I wasn't aiming for it. Yeah. So you definitely got the increase in muscle, the health, the body changing. Um, how has it been mentally to reverse diet so far? Because we, we went it's up been, a significant amount of food so far. Yeah, reverse dieting is fun because I know I got to a point with the, the fat loss phase where mm -hmm. I got fed up with the calorie restriction. And I yeah. think especially for, for myself where like fat loss isn't an integral motivation. Like I have to mm -hmm. dig really deep to, to care about the fat loss and I have to dig yeah. really deep to care about like losing fat right or like you know coming down on the scales because I know for people that that have that as like a real driver it's probably easier to do the calorie restriction but mm -hmm. I found the calorie restriction hard because I don't have that motivation to do it whereas I think the exercise was easier because I have the motivation to protect my bones and not have knee yeah. surgery right so so it's a different so so I remember when we had the call and I was like, I'm, I'm struggling with the calorie restriction. I was saying to you, I'm seven out of 10 compliant. I'm always seven out of 10 compliant. Cause like, <laughs> you know, it's just my basket was there and like, you know, it's just things. Yeah. So reverse dieting is, is fun. I'm really enjoying yeah. it. And I think reverse dieting is easier now that habits have changed. Cause otherwise yeah. I think reverse dieting could be dangerous because you think, Oh, I've got more calories. So I'll go and get my basket back. Yeah. but my taste buds have changed. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not craving the sweets. And I really remember kind of the shift in mentality from like, do you remember when I said I used to always like at the station, I'd always pick up some random snack, like yeah. just re really bad habit. Right. So after work, you know, like sometimes I pick up a protein bar, but sometimes I just pick up a bar of chocolate or just something, you know, a sweet thing because I don't have like I was never into the crisps but it'd always be like some chocolate or even like you know vegetarian Haribos or whatever which obviously aren't vegan but just just some crap to eat like on the train and then it shifted to being okay I'm going to look at it but I'm not going to buy it and it's kind of that you know you have to apply a bit of willpower to be like I can see all this stuff and I can see all the chocolate bars and all the sweets but I'm not going to buy it to now I don't even see it yeah and then and when I take a step back I'm like that's mental <laughs> like it's do you know what I mean it's like in terms of your attitude that is completely mental to have gone from oh I really like eating chocolate bars to now I don't even have the desire to eat a chocolate bar it's really weird and I'm not even yeah. thinking about it yeah which is good it means you made like a, a big mental shift Right. It's like, it's not an yeah. effort anymore. It's become a part no. of like how you live your life. Yeah, exactly. So it's, and so, yeah, so reverse dieting is like, it's more like, oh, I'll have an extra apple or like, oh, I'll have an extra banana. And mm -hmm. it, it never makes me feel like, oh, this means I can eat two squares of chocolate. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. just you're, not you're good food. Yeah. 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 Which is why I tell yeah. you in your check-in add a hundred, like add a hundred calories of like carbs bananas yes. fruit states not chocolate gummies <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah um well, one question i like to ask um everyone that comes on the podcast is um what's been the best non-fitness benefit that you got from joining the program i think it's learning new skills 
around cooking. And okay. I think it's the oil, it's, it's the oil. Honestly, I feel like the oil thing to me personally is just really revolutionary. <laughs> it just, I don't know. I just think it's just such a massive thing to not use oil. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like a really small thing. Like I sound, I don't know, I feel silly saying it, but it's huge. Like, I just think it's actually just huge. Yeah. It, it, well, it is like a lot of people do exactly that. And I do think it gets partly cultural a little bit too. Like um, mm. when I cook with IV, she's like, oh, like you're going to put oil in that pan. I'm like, no, like why would I add 200 calories of oil for like, we're, I'm, I'm warming up broccoli and green beans. Why would I add a 200 calories of oil for like 50 calories of vegetables? It doesn't make sense. But, but you her, do. Like, yeah, 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 I know, but it just comes naturally. <laughs> so, um, well, I'm happy that you made that shift because like, again, just that just eliminated several thousand calories per week, right? Of yeah, unknown, technically unknown calories that you didn't even consider that you were adding. Yes. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, and, and so uh, if, you, if there's someone listening that is in your position before you start the program, that doesn't necessarily have a lot of weight to lose and doesn't really care about losing weight that just wants to be healthier again strengthen their bones they see the trend that their family members are, are heading in but again they're in the same boat as you is like i'm busy i don't have time to do this um what is something that you would tell to, to this person like i i would say the time thing is, is is really a nonsense because you will find time to do it right and i think if you kind of look at yourself really honestly and think about how am I spending my time? And if there's any amount of time where you're basically sat watching Netflix, you have time that mm -hmm. like you, you just do. And even with children, I think, you know, sometimes with younger kids, it's harder, but as your kids get older, they entertain themselves a lot. Mm -hmm. So you have time, right? So I just think you, you have to prioritize yourself and your own health, because even for the sake of your children, like if you die at the age of 50 odd, it's traumatic to them, like yeah, really, really time. traumatic. So even for the parents that are like, oh, I don't have time because I need to devote my life to my children. Well, if you devote your life to your children and running the household and doing a job and you get burnout or you get mental depression or mental fatigue, like I just think there's loads of mental health issues surrounding the stuff as well. Mm -hmm. like you could have like you know people have panic attacks because they have too much on in their lives right so I think anything that is to do with self-care including this program is actually beneficial to your children right if, if you're coming in from a perspective of I don't have time because of my children if you're like I don't have time because of my career it's a bit like what are you earning the money for if you're mm -hmm. going to die at 50 or like, what is the point in your career? Like, what is like, like I earn a lot of money. Like, that's, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I, I'm happy to say that because of the job that I have and, you know, like the house that, you know, we've got a swimming pool, we've got a big house, you know, we do yeah. really well we for ourselves. We have a nice golf room. <laughs> we have a huge golf room. We're so privileged. We're so lucky. And again, it's like, well, what's the point if Mike and I are just going to keel over at the age of 50 odd with fatigue and exhaustion and bad health? Like, literally, yeah. what's the point? So yeah. that's, that's the way I would, that's what I would say to people if they say you don't have time because of kids, because of job, because of life. I just think, you know, you've got to maybe just seriously reevaluate what you're spending your time on and why. Yeah. I, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Cause that's a, it's a, it's a hard truth that a lot of people are not willing to digest and take in. Right. And the, the big thing, one of my, one of my mentors told me that I think like two weeks ago, and it kind of relates to what you shared is the time aspect. People think that they have to do more if they mm -hmm. want to lose weight. Right. But the key is not about doing more. It's about doing less of what doesn't work and doing what actually works. And so it's about being efficient with your time. Cause before we talked about doing like an hour of cardio every day, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't do an hour of cardio now every day, you know, your strength no. training sessions are shorter than that for the most part mm -hmm. of them, depending on mm -hmm. if you respect your break times, but you know, we're just maximizing your effort per session mm -hmm. and you're actually doing less than before. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not about adding, right. It's about removing what doesn't work and actually just maximizing the time that you're yeah. spending so that like we talked about one hour of quality time with your partner is better than five yeah. hours of you guys being on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess the other thing I would say is 
you've got to seek the experts and learn, right? So I think there's also this kind of potential disease in society where everyone thinks they know everything, but it's not true, right? So like, so like I said about parents, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's like, like I said, this has been more than anything. So I guess as you were asking earlier about like, what's been the biggest thing other than the physical transformation, it's it's just learning. It's actually Mm -hmm. just like learning new stuff, which is just really interesting. And it's, you know, you're enriching your life because you're learning new things, like you're finding out new facts and you're broadening your knowledge and understanding of, of the world and stuff in general. So I think it's, yeah, you've got to seek the right experts like yourself, right? Like mm-hmm. I would not dream of designing my own nutrition and fitness program. That's not what I do. Like my yeah. job is to do with financial stuff, right? So I can do that, but everything yeah. else it's like you know get the right people in to educate you so yeah that's what yeah. i'd say it's i'm happy you said that because one of my favorite things people will do three-month programs and it'll be like i'm good to do it on my own i'm like i've been studying this for 16 years i've i've I made the math i've invested over two hundred thousand dollars in education mm. courses books certifications over the years to get to where i'm at and i'm still learning and so I'm like, if you got all that in three months, like, tell me what you did. Cause like, I, it took me longer than three months to get to where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's funny you mentioned that, right? Because I know kind of, I extend, I've extended the program and I know we have a plan of reverse dieting and then, you know, doing a, a small cut in the reverse diet. But Mike mm-hmm. and I talked about this the other day and we're like, what are we going to do when we're finished? So say we do 12 months and Mike and I've been like, who the hell is going to design our exercise program? Like what's yeah. going to happen? <laughs> it's like, yeah. so, I mean, this is a serious question, right? Like, so obviously you and I, we can talk about that, but part of me is like, well, what, what am I going to do? What's, what's going to happen? I don't can, do this as a living. Personally, I've had yeah. coaches for the past 16 years. I've paid someone for the past 16 years because right. my field is expertise. Like, obviously I'm good at creating workout programs and nutrition, but I'm in my own picture. So it's really hard for me to see the whole picture of my own trajectory. So I'd mm. rather have someone from an outside point of view that has spent more money in education, that has more mm. of experience than I do to take care of that for me so that I can continuously keep learning. So for me personally, I've hired people for the past 16 years. I've had mentors in, in certain areas of my life for the past three years that I continuously keep paying because as more things come up, those people are ahead of me, right? And mm. so to me, mm. like we... I, I, I would love to know like your thoughts on this because you're in the financial world and I'm sure like you've mm-hmm. done a lot of studying to be there. Self-education, I think is the safest investment you can ever make yeah. simply mm-hmm. because if the government comes, takes my house, takes my cars, takes everything away from me, I know how to rebuild it in a matter of months because I've, mm-hmm. I've learned the skills on how to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one of the most important things to invest in is that self-education and having those mentors and those coaches so that you can learn through them because like, everything you've learned through me throughout the past several months, you get to keep forever. Mm, Yeah, true, true. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, like, you know, I, yeah, so in some respects, it's like on the cooking front and the nutrition plan, like, I feel like I can do that, right? I can do that independently now. I've got enough knowledge and enough understanding. I think the design of the fitness stuff is is still quite scientific, right? It's very, very technical. So it's kind of like, I don't, yeah I don't feel like that's something that we we could do and we would do and it's interesting you mentioned it because yeah even as people that work in financial services we have a financial planner still yeah. uh, we have a financial advisor where we yeah. don't plan out and you know Mike and I have a guy that does our finances yeah. <laughs> so you even need someone that's could... emotionally removed from the situation right. yeah right yeah we could do it ourselves 100% like I yeah. I I do this for a living but I don't do it for my own money <laughs> yeah that's not, yeah yeah, yeah so there you I get, go. you're you're too emotionally involved in the process where it blinds you and gets you to make bad calls right yeah. that's what i tell people when they're done the program never make an emotional based decision when it comes to nutrition if mm. you like if you messed up and you went over win the next meal don't try to recover don't try to compensate don't try to over exercise and vice versa yeah mm. the emotional aspect of you taking care of your own thing is the worst which is why i don't take care of mine because i want right. someone that's like on the outside that's like i don't care about your emotions this is the blueprint to get you where you want to go this is what yeah, you told yeah. me you wanted. This is how we get there, regardless of if you feel good, feel bad, like whatever it may be. Yeah, it's like you should never teach your partner how to drive or ski and same as your children, right? You need to always, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Well, awesome, Sunny. I, I actually have to jump on a on Yeah, a sure. Go for it. Yeah, but yeah. I would say a massive thank you for taking the time to, to jump on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And for uh, the people listening, if you do want more information about the program, there's a link down below, fitvegan.ca. You can apply to book your free call and it will take care of your transformation like we did for, for Sunny. Um, Sunny, any, any last words of wisdom you would like to share with the audience or the members? No, I think you should. I think honestly, it'll change your life. You'll do it. Like I was probably one of your most cynical members. I don't know, but I'm just assuming because I know who, how I am and <laughs> it's, it's worked. My body's changed, right? Like my motivation was so low in terms of fat loss, body transformation, and it's changed. So yeah, yeah I think well, do it. Yeah. Thanks for having well, me. Of course. Well, thank you for, for jumping on. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to support, please share it with others that would benefit from it. Share it on social media and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Maxim underscore official and on YouTube at FitVegan. The links will also be in the show notes. I'll see you in the next episode.